Welcome back, Ranch Nation. Frank and Susie Sockets hanging out with you from one of the premier, premier trade schools, uh, East Valley Institute of Technology, where you got a plethora, aviation, culinary arts, healthcare, cosmetology, fashion design, welding, and automotive people right here. enjoy hanging out with you guys and a big shout out to all of our replay listeners you guys know saturday if you miss the show live you catch it on a replay 88.7 the pulse 90 uh point well the, the neon the neon 90.7 i just lost the is it i think it's 90, the neon a lot of sevens yeah and then of course all of our family over at uh, kfnx you know wrench nation if you're new to our show uh sort of an automotive lifestyle show but you know periodically we'll not only highlight some amazing automotive guests from all over the world. In fact, I remind you, get on to wrenchnation.tv, our little old website. We're doing a little construction to speed it up because we realize, man, over 200 shows can slow things down. But you can catch, well, show number 170 was a special show for us, Miss Susie, Wayne Carini. That was a fun one. Uh, chasing classic cars. You've seen them on TV. Uh, passionate diehard. He's the real deal from barnyard finds to restoration gems. Uh, that's a great show to listen to if you are looking for an investment of a ride and you want to make sure you get it right. We have show number 154, Susie. Big deal, big deal, especially today, and that's cybersecurity and privacy, the data privacy of your vehicle. Many of you don't know there's data, and data is more in its weight and worth than gold. Everybody wants the data. So how is your vehicle protected? What is happening there? We had Bob Redding, uh, ASA's Washington, D.C. lobbyist. Uh, so I picked out those two shows because I think uh, I think you guys listening would enjoy that. Susie Sockets, what's happening in the garage? What up with you, Frank? Well, tell the people anything interesting happening at our little desert car care down in Chandler, anything uh, you want to highlight? That, Gosh. Uh, this week? You've seen less of AC work. Lot, yeah, less of AC. The temperatures are dropping, of course. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we're still getting a couple overheaters. Yeah. And uh, for the most part, wow. Uh, you know what? Just maintenance. Yeah, and maintenance. Things. And uh, a lot of people are taking advantage of maybe getting those struts and shocks replaced now. I hear a lot of that. Yeah. But I figured today's show, we don't have any... Any guests on today? I wanted to inform you guys. A lot of you get frustrated when it comes to your brake system. Whether you're doing it on your own or whether you decide to go to a local garage. It seems like brakes, which is a common needed repair or service, seems to really frustrate a lot of people. Because there is this sort of wide array of what it could cost. And typically with you, the higher the cost, the more nerves you have. That's normal. That's understandable. I can buy a table lamp and it's 20 bucks, and here's another table lamp and it's 100 bucks. Why the big difference? Well, on today's show, we will cover the brake system. And more importantly, as it relates to you, some tips regarding what components will start to fail and what are the symptoms that you will have because that's the key it's it's look it's simple we talk about this car repair directly correlating to your doctor's visit if you have chest pain for weeks 
and you delay, that could be a problem. If you have a brake squeak for weeks and delay, that could be a problem. That could be a problem. So today's show, we're going to cover the symptoms, uh, pulling left or right as you apply the brake. Some of you have that. The brake pedal seems to sink. Mm-hmm. Along with your gut, because that's a scary. <laughs> that's a scary one. <laughs> if you're at a stoplight and that pedal starts to sink, you're like, "Holy cow! I got nothing else." But we're gonna we're gonna actually mention some tips about a ha- how to handle a sinking brake pedal uh, to keep you out of trouble right at that moment. We're gonna talk about tips. We're also gonna talk about that brake warning light. Some of you got electrical tape covering that light because you're tired of looking at that brake light. Doesn't feel like anything's wrong. But the brake light's on. We're also going to talk about the dastardly ABS light mm-hmm. or traction control. You've seen those in the garage, Yes, Susie. sir. Yeah. Yes, So sir. you want to stay tuned. And again, I invite you, um, if you guys get busy, we understand, and you dip in and out of the show, wrenchnation.tv. We load that up on Sunday, uh, even if you miss the replays on Saturday. And you guys can listen at your leisure at your favorite podcast. I I do have a recall to announce. Uh, This recall took place one hour ago today, Wednesday. What? And it is a pretty huge recall. And I thought it was ironic because you guys know I've mentioned my hoopty, my 15 Ford Explorer. Yep. At about 100,000 miles is what I think I got 98,000 or whatnot. My rear view camera stopped working. Now, I'm not complaining because that sucker lasts a long time. Yep. I got almost 100,000 miles out of the review camera. Well, Ford has recalled more than 600,000 of these rear view cameras. Of course, not on my 15. But if you own the 2019 to mid-2020 freshly minted Escapes, Explorers, Expeditions, F-150s, There's a recall. So if you have those vehicles, and of course, we'll post this up on Wrench Nation Facebook. What year is it again? Well, we're talking about 19, 2000, late 19 Mm -hmm. to mid-2020, which is this year. And that includes the Escape Explorer Expedition F-150 Ranger and Super Duty Edge. I mean, like almost the whole fleet of Fords. So as good measure, we tell you all the time, it's a simple phone call. Or if you get onto NHTSA, NHTSA.gov. You can type in your VIN number, especially if you're buying a used car, people. A lot of you buying a used car and you're checking price and you're checking and all of this checking, but you're not checking to see if there's outstanding recalls. Really important. So Ford recalls more than 600,000 of these uh, review cameras. Make sure if you have one of these, you get it checked out. We all we need a little rear view camera. Do That's you use yours a lot? I do. In fact, I realized when my camera went down, I got a little grumpy. Okay. I said, well, I can't see it. <laughs> well, you fool. There's a rear view mirror. But uh, I forget what year that these were mandated. Uh, the safety features, the rear view camera system is a safety feature. I think it was 2018 where they mandated. In other words, if you buy a car, it has to have camera system and they're there and it's 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 normal it's not an upgrade okay and that's really cool in fact automated braking if i can use automated so it was a factory man is also i think i think in 19 it's standard in other words uh if you're driving 
Uh, and, and Susie Sockets has got a story I on breaking. Was, yeah. In fact, uh, there's a lot of good technology for you that comes standard. There's safety standards. So check it out. Uh, recall 600,000 of these Fords. Susie, yeah. what do you got on automatic well, you braking? Know, I'm not going to talk about automatic braking. I was just telling you that I actually had something on automatic braking. I mean, that's not what my story is going to be. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Today, today's all about the today's brake system. Today's the brake system. How to brake, how to slow your roll <laughs> safety wise and save some money. And not only that, but unlike seasonal things like the overheating and the AC, brakes are like check engine lights. It can happen all year round. Anytime. That's right. And Anytime. We, we, we heard a lot of you coming in the garage. Well, listen, this brake squeak just started. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you know, technician takes the tires off and it's like, well, this brakes squeak looks like it's been acting for the last 10 years. That's right. We're going to get to that. But what's your, uh, all right. what's your story for us, Susie? So I want to ask you, Frank, you ever have a love affair? Not in the last. Now be third. safe. Uh, my wife, she listens religiously, and she beats me up and criticizes this show. Um, I, I have, you know what, with with things, okay, hobbies, yep, exploration of things. Good I like answer. to explore. I, I do. I think you can have a love affair with go karting. Yes, and I think you can have a love affair with gardening. Yes, I think those are safe answers. What? <laughs> What about a love affair with a car? Of course. Of course. Of course. That's the exciting thing. You name it, you hug it, That's you right. love it. That's right. Well, Taylor Bryant, this is a this is an interesting cat. Over the years, he's actually owned a whopping 42 cars, all from Volkswagen. Okay, so ta- ta- how old is Taylor? Well, he now has four large dogs and two kids and married. How old is this man? I don't know. They don't give me the ear. They don't. So he's got a forty some odd cars, all Volkswagen. All Volkswagen. Over the years, has owned them. Okay. Now, how it started was as a kid from Charleston, South Carolina. His routine of riding his bike to the local VW dealer checks out the latest vehicles, learns about them straight from the employees. So fast forward a few years, when he gets to drive, he buys his first. 60, 1961 VW Beetle. So he has a little addiction with Volkswagen. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong. Uh, although, if I was his neighbor, <laughs> he's got, you know, I'm watching, I'm his neighbor for 20 years. In the beginning, he had 10 of these. Now he's got 15. Now, now where does he park these things? Well, no, just over the years. So he trades them in and gets oh, another one, right? But he, he's he's one at a time. Yeah, he's one at a time. So if I went in there and said, hey, I got a Ford Fiesta, would you like to buy it? He'd, he'd get <laughs> he'd upset. He'd say no. So he's a VW. <laughs> How many of you listening right now are, are like that? You won't. You're branded. It's like your favorite beer. Yes. Or drink. Yes. This now, guy has his favorites. He's got his favorite. Now, what's cool about his love for the VWs actually led him to receive a degree in automotive technology. Well, you almost have to. Yep. And then you even, work on it. even worked 12 years as a VW technician. Yeah, he's VW. Isn't that cool? And he even restored a 1967 Carmen Ghia. He made it even after Dieselgate. That's right. Deutsche Landa cheated the people, <laughs> and he is still... Solid with the Deutsche Lunde VW. That's right. He's Speaking solid. Speaking of uh, Volkswagen, um, humble mechanic and our good guy, Jason Torchinsky, both yes. have been on the show. They uh, collaborated in some sort of way. I think Jason brought his Volkswagen. You know, humble mechanic is all things authority Volkswagen. Great technician, instructor, mechanic. He's awesome. Jason brings his Volkswagen to humble mechanic, Charles's new garage that he built at his house. Okay. Pretty respectable garage. 
So we'll have to follow up because you mentioned Volkswagen. That's what yeah, I think okay. of. Yeah, okay. I'm writing it down, Frank. I'll follow up. You follow I'll up. I'll follow up. Because you'll be the one calling them. <laughs> <laughs> I want you guys to stay tuned. You ever wonder about the symptoms of your brakes? You ever wonder that brake squeak that you have and you actually took it to a few places and they said there's no problem? Why is that? Or that brake squeak turned into a grind. What does it mean when it's pulsating? It's dancing the Macarena when you apply the brake. This show is dedicated to all things brakes. We're going to cover it next French Nation. Funding for Wrench Nation Car Talk brought to you by Anytime Auto Glass, a family-owned full-service windshield replacement and repair company with a focus on hard work, integrity, and providing a no-hassle professional service for their windshield and vehicle tint clients. AnytimeAutoGlassAZ.com or call 480-430-4597. Anytime Auto Glass. Bolt-On Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technology software provide customer vehicle condition reports including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. I remind you to get on the wrenchnation.tv, catch your favorite show. Today, we are talking about the basics to keep you safe regarding your brake system. Now, that brake system has got hundreds, uh, in some occasions, thousands, depending on the vehicle uh, that you drive and the application of components. But today, we're going to cover some of the basic things that would cause a brake light to come on. Uh, squealing, squeaking, wobbling. Well... That leaky fluid moment, what's that about? Uh, Spongy or or soft brake pedals, uh, whether it's pulling to one side, all of the symptoms. Well, that burning smell as well. Some of you will apply the brake a few times, especially after a new set of brakes. We've had them at the garage where they come back and they may be smelling a little funny. We're going to talk about that. That brake pedal is designed in such a way that it can multiply the force from your leg essentially, and give you that 10 times, 20 times strength to stop a moving two or three, 4,000 pound vehicle. Now, back in the day, some of you got the older hoopties where you didn't have what they call a brake booster. We're going to start on the hood with the booster and the master. The booster actually sucks in a little vacuum from the engine. Some of you have the symptom. Remember, we're not going to get complicated here. I'm going to mention the component You're going to say, okay, I'll forget that component, but you will remember the symptom. When you apply the brake and you hear a hissing noise, like a, or every time you apply that, your booster, which is sort of a vacuum reservoir, is probably leaking. How many of you have that right now? You apply the brake and you hear this, sort of this air gushing. Susie, we've had a dangerous. Of course, it can be. Any Listen, I, you know, I'm not threatening that your kids are going to die. Some of you came <laughs> in the shop. We're not about that. But the brake booster is what's assisting to take that little tiny foot you have to stop the vehicle. To stop it, yep. And so that brake booster, the symptom, would be a whooshing noise. You may hear that. 
Well, that's the booster leaking. Now, sometimes you can get under hood, people, and find it simple. Well, look at here. We've got the vacuum line, about a three-eighths inch hose in most occasions. Pretty sizable. That's sucking. Engine vacuum for assist. There's a little check valve. You may find that sucker plain as day. You can see cracks. Okay, it's a win. I'm going to replace that check valve and hose, and I'm done. Okay. Now, with brake booster comes master cylinder. Yeah, and I don't... Right? Yeah, the master, exactly. So, the booster and the master, they're they're sort of brother and sister. They are. They work together. The booster we just discussed is all about air. Right. (laughs) You heard it. Now, the master's sitting there, and it is the master. It's showtime with the master. That's right. That's your main player. He's got to perform for her, the booster. That's right. And so he makes sure that it has enough uh, fluid in the system. Well, it's a little, right? yeah, that's the fluid part, <laughs> right? We're, we're trying to navigate this, so we have a respectable conversation about your brakes. <laughs> now, he or she, you guys can figure out how you want to dictate that. But the master actually houses the hydraulic fluid. Now, a lot of you can relate to hydraulic fluid because it's the first thing you may hear at a car wash. Hey, did you get your brake fluid flushed? <laughs> well, that's where your brake fluid lives, in that master. The brake fluid, it's the number one job, other than to work the hydraulics, is to fight moisture. Moisture is the enemy on a vehicle. Now, a lot of you will see a leaking brake master, and it won't leak air like the booster. It'll leak that fluid. Now, some of you may have a sinking pedal. A sinking pedal... What is common is the master cylinder because it's hydraulic. It's like blowing up a balloon. It, that's it. It's got to hold pressure, people. And if it doesn't, it'll leak down. And you may not see that on the ground. Susie, we've had cars coming in. Yep. Well, that's impossible. My master shouldn't be failing. It's a master. That's right. Masters don't fail, do they? Well, they, they do. do. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it says it's a master. And it'll leak fluid. Now, the thing is this. You may not see it. It's not going to be like an oil pressure switch on an engine where it's gushing out. So you'll take your hand, if you're inclined to do so, with this caustic brake fluid. Probably not. You can put a glove on and just kind of under the master, just feel that sucker. And you're probably going to pull some fluid. Now, the thing with this master and booster, they live together. It's like a good pillow and a good mattress. You can't. You almost can't have either one without each other. And that master, if it's leaking, it can destroy the booster. So here's the gig, people. When you're in for an oil service, your brakes seem to be fine. Well, we want to catch them before they aren't fine and it destroys your wallet. You want a complete evaluation of your brake system. And that's why I always tell you folks, do not go through a drive-through experience. Slow it down. Because it's almost impossible to catch all the things that you need to sort of pit stop on without checking it. So that brake master, it may be starting to leak and your pedal may not be sinking a whole bunch before the brake light will come on because there is a plunger. Think of the toilet. Okay. Remember that toilet. toilet has a little plunger. It goes up and down. Yep. Well, that master cylinder, if it's leaking, can cause, as the brake fluid drops, the brake light to come on. Okay. That's the symptom. That's good to know. Class, any any questions? No Class, questions. Are we okay? No are, we all, are we all still a... So brake master <laughs> and brake booster, uh, those are vital, vital components, and uh, they should be checked at least every six months, or if you have the slightest of a difference on 
how that brake pedal feels. We get our fair share of master cylinders. Oh yeah, we do. Leak. Yeah, I will say it's a, to me. I mean, we're not we don't we're not a big chain store or anything. We have our fair share of brakes, but I think I think the whole brake system situations are made better in the last ten years. They are because we don't see. Of course, we're going to get to brake pads. A lot of you are saying, "Well, yeah, the brake pads. I had them done." We're going to get to those in a minute. Uh, yeah, but the takeaway, Frank, is the moment you notice something odd Big while braking, get uh, it checked out. Yeah, for sure. And I and I thank you guys listening in. Um, the minute you have a brake pedal that feels odd, remember the, the, the booster can go out and that pedal will feel hard. It'll feel like you're driving a 1956 Hudson mm-hmm. because you're losing that boost. The bottom line is if that brake pedal does not feel right... Get it checked out. Because if we can tell you in the garage, hey, you just need a master cylinder. We haven't destroyed the booster yet. Well, you're going to save a ton of money. Yep. So brake pedal is important. A lot of you kind of gauge what your brakes sound like. And some of you feel like, I get that, you feel like the brakes don't stop as good. Yep. But those are the two things that I would say to save you money. Yep. And the sounds that we get are the squeaks and the grind. And the squeaks can be frustrating for everybody. Listen, the worst thing that can happen to you is you go in, like going to a doctor, and they say, well, we can't reproduce the noise. (laughs) (laughs) And listen, we get it. It, It's not, we know deep down inside, you know we're not competent, incompetent, I should say. You know we're competent, but the biggest fear of any garage or mechanic is to guess. Yes. I always tell people, we don't want to guess with our reputation or your wallet. So sometimes we can't read, what, what are you going to leave the car for four days, five days? Absolutely not. You need your car. So again, go back to, of course, not while driving, but certainly uh, if you can have someone else in the passenger seat while you're driving, get your little camera out, video, and record it. Yep. And that'll help. Uh, In most occasions, a brake squeak is uh, pretty much you can... You can uh, have that reproduced uh, in a shop. Mm-hmm. It, it could take some time. I want you guys to stay tuned. We're going to come back. We're going to dive into brake calibers, brake pads, and rotors. Many of you have been told you need brake pads. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need the rotors? There's a lot of controversy in there. Well, I don't need rotors. Why are you replacing my rotors? We're also going to dive in a little bit more uh, to the mysterious brake shoes. Some of you are running around with rear brakes that are shoes and drums. We're going to talk about that. And why is it so important? to flush out the brake fluid and when should you do that stay tuned wrench nation next parts authority auto parts superstores nationwide locations you know one of the problems that i can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time the quality isn't there well guess what who's yelling at me my clients and they're likely not to come back well the parts authority auto parts superstores amazing service knowledgeable counter folks a complete line of original equipment parts that our customers deserve if you're an installer Get on to partsauthority.com. Check locations nationally near you. Partsauthority.com. I want my mileage back. Of course you want your mileage back. And all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon. Your car needs its fuel system cleaned, and it needs it now. You need BG44K. It's the one dealerships use the most. In fact, they use BG44K almost 3 to 1 over any other fuel system cleaner made. To find a shop near you, go to BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. I got my mileage back. BG, BG. You guys, if you're catching the weekend show, uh, the replay, you can always get a hold of us on Rich Nation Facebook. 
480-655-887. In fact, we just had a text. Susie, somebody had just texted in that they had a brake situation. They had full-on brakes done, and now they're squeaking. Yes, that can be frustrating, too. Yeah, I mean, we've had our fair share come in the garage. Yes, so... Um, so sometimes when uh, when you're getting a squeak, definitely call your shop, right? And we actually had a scenario like that where there was actually, um, it, the brakes were done elsewhere. They came to us to check it out. And um, there's hardware that actually does, uh, you know, come with the the. Well, and, they, and you guys are saying, well, hardware, what does that mean? Well, you keep, you keep having the squeak after the brakes are done. Listen, with brake pads, just like shoes, you can buy a $9 pair of shoes you can buy a nine dollar pair of brake pads or shoes in the rear where the drums are working right um a lot of these lower grade kits do not come with this hardware now what is the hardware well those brakes live and they have to seat it's like buying a couch without the little pedestals on the bottom okay and to, to do the job right you need the hardware and and if you reuse that hardware you will risk a squeak. Now, why is that? What is this hardware? Does it stop my vehicle? No. Brakes are all about harmonics. Uh, all you musicians out there, if you blow through a reeded instrument, the reed itself, a clarinet, oboe, what have you, will vibrate. Right? You blow yes. through it, it vibrates. It's the same. Your brakes are a friction material. And so if you don't have the hardware to that, which keeps the pad solid in its seat, it's a little clip, several clips, that can cause a breakup. We've seen that. And then what's the other thing we see? The other see one often? was a backing plate. Right. Sometimes, a lot of you. Yeah. The yeah. backing plate will get disrupted by the rotor. Right. And so what is that backing plate? Well, a lot of you will do your brakes in your driveway and you'll have to turn the wheels manually by hand, right? You're going to turn them to access the caliper on one side and so on. Well, in that process, you may be grabbing that backing plate. It's just a plate affixed to the hub, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it, it has a purpose, but it's a teeny little plate. When you grab that wheel to turn it, you may grab it in a way where you bend it. Now, it's not going to break anything, but you may leave after a nice fresh brake job with a you may hear some of this backing plate rubbing against the rotor. A lot of you have experienced that. Now, the fix isn't complicated. Your wheel comes back off and you have to bend that. We've seen that in the garage. In fact, we uh, have made that mistake of, yes. you know, sometimes you, you get in there and one of, the, one of the things to follow through and check, like a good surgeon, will make sure you didn't leave any tools in there. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you also need to make sure you do a visual a lot of you doing your own work, you should, or better yet, if you have a mechanic friend as well, you can kind of do a cross hood check. There's no shame in that. Mm -hmm. In fact, we do that uh, in the garage, the garage with some of our younger technicians. So the backing plate and the hardware from a new brake job can cause these noises. A lot of you have noises after you've done the new brake job. Now, inferior quality brake pads... They can cause noise, too. That's just sure. been my experience with that. But let's talk about the backing plate one more time so to clarify. So the backing plate might be making a noise, but it's not a safety issue. No, but it feels like it. It feels like I a mean, safety it, issue. It, I mean, you, the thing is this, psychologically, when we drive our vehicles, if a noise is introduced, especially while we're braking, mm -hmm. it feels all safety. Now, mechanically, right, we technicians say, well, <laughs> yeah, everything is safe. Don't worry. That doesn't work for me as just average driver like it, right you know so it can be alarming right that can be extremely alarming uh and also incredibly 
uh, sensitive to now the trust factor. Uh, so it's one of the things we do. Most good mechanics, they're going to double check their work with a simple retest, recheck. And if they, they're looking for that, they're listening. Uh, they want to make sure it's not squeaking. Otherwise, yep. I, I can say my first garage in 1995, um, I, I used inferior pads. They were cheaper pads. They would stop the vehicle, but they were squeakers. They didn't come oh, yeah. with the hardware. And of course now, you know, for the easy last 15, 20 years, you know, we buy the premium. And so you want to make sure you ask the right questions. You want to make sure a lot of you heard factory brake pads. Yes. Well, every brake pad's made in a factory, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, that's how we look at it. That's, uh, you know, if you're not sure about what they're saying. But I think what you really need to understand and, and maybe ask those questions, it is what you would get from the manufacturer, the people that made the vehicle from that factory and those standards. That is key. That makes right. sense? Right. So, I don't know. I, I, I think we can keep it as, as square as we can there. Uh, factory made parts. So that's important, those pads and rotors. Now, a lot of you will get that experience uh, uh, at the uh, freeway. Maybe you're driving with your cousins and your, your brake pedal starts to vibrate. It starts to pulsate as you brake. As you're braking. I caught that a shake and brake. A shake and brake. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's what you guys are feeling. Well, the brake rotor has to be true and straight, right? So if the brake rotor has any brake pad material from age, wear and tear embedded on this disc, this flat disc, the surface of that is going to be a little hilly. If you think about it, that pad is embedding itself on that rotor. So the rotor is not true. Now, some of you say, well, I don't think I need rotors. I just need brake pads. Well, you got to be careful there. Brake pads and rotors have a direct relationship. And in some occasions, when we have a brake rotor that is hilly, think about hills on a little flat surface, well, we can try to resurface that and make it true. In other words, we cut the rotor, so we cut all that out. Well, the problem is that rotor becomes too thin. Yes. Remember, the thickness of a rotor is very important as that clamping device, that caliper, clamps the brake pads on that turning disc, that rotor, and that's what stops the vehicle. So a lot of you will complain that you went somewhere and, well, I didn't think I needed brake rotors. Well, you can simply ask for minimum thickness specifications. Every rotor has it. When you have a rotor that's warped or has this sort of hilly causing the pulsation, many times you cannot resurface that. Uh, you can resurface it, but it's going to be too thin, and that poses other symptoms. So Now, is it the heat that causes that? that well, really? you know, if you talk to a brake engineer, mm -hmm. it is really the brake pad lining. And it took me, it took me years to understand this because, yeah, heat properties are, 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 are there. Brakes heat up pretty good. But it is actually the brake pad lining material embedding ah. itself into the rotor. Uh, I was honored to go uh, through Parts Authority. They sent me out to Compton, <laughs> out of California. I love Compton. All my Compton peeps. Yep. Uh, they have a factory out there. Centric has a factory. And I met with an engineer, a Japanese guy in a white lab coat, pretty cool cat, talking to me, lowly mechanic. And he explained that to me. We saw a couple of dynos set up, and that Neat. was through Centric, uh, uh, centric Brake Parts. How was I there. not invited to that? This was years ago, but okay. we can get you. If you want to go to a brake factory, in fact, I invite you guys um, to just YouTube a brake factory. I mean, sometimes we can understand how things are made. They have the old school brake dynos where they're actually testing 
researching and all this kind of stuff. Uh, you know, brake dinos that have been, you know, updated in, the, in these dinos are 30, 40, 50 years old. Wow. So it's pretty cool. But yes, that's the story, guys. If you have a rotor that's warped, it's because it's brake pad embedded on that. And so ultimately, if you're driving and you want to have a brake job done, you may have it resurfaced. But nine times out of 10, it's a it's a replacement moment. Mm-hmm. Now, Susie, we, we get the question about the cost of stuff. Yes, we do. We talked about pads. Yes. Now, some of you say, well, those rotors are expensive. Well, I want to I dive into these rotors, and I'm going to keep it simple. Inside the rotors are little metal veins. Now, what is a vein? Think of a windmill, people. If a windmill has four blades, it's grabbing that much air. Am I right? Yes. Think of your fan in your bedroom. If it only has three blades, it's grabbing so much air. And it won't feel good blowing down on me. Your spouse will be upset. You went with the cheapy fan. Turn the fan on. (laughs) Well, the cheapy rotors don't have as many blades, veins as we call them. So you can buy a $12 brake rotor. Now, what does that mean regarding brakes? Well, we know that brakes can heat up pretty good, especially coming downhill. You're driving an expedition, coming downhill, and it starts to vibrate. Mm-hmm. And I just had the brakes done. Well, you may have gotten a cheap brake rotor, which means if the factory said eight blades, in other words, eight of these veins in this brake rotor, and that cheapy one only had three, are we able to move air? Think about it as the brakes heat up. We don't. So think of that fan blade in your home, in that little fan. The more we have, the merrier we are by the way of cooling down, and it's the same principle with your brakes. Again, when we talk brake rotors, factory, original equipment design. Listen, I'm not knocking uh, less expensive. I'm all for it. But when it comes to brakes, there is, just like your brake pads and relates to the shoe you buy, you can buy $9. Heck, you can probably find a $7 brake pad. So when you're buying these brake components, it is crucial to make sure you get as factory fit and specified as you can. If not, you could have problems down the road. So you can go longer without replacing them, right? Well, you the idea sooner. Well, you can replace it sooner. Now that's a, there's variances. A mm-hmm. lot of people will say, well, Frank, how much, how much time do I have with my brakes? How long will you warranty this for? Well, I think a good set of brakes, you should get 40, 50,000 miles. Now there are variables People, how you drive. If, oh, yeah. If your best friend is that brake pedal and you brake more and, and, and all this kind of stuff, you, excessive braking, what yep. does that mean? And we're careful, but we don't want to say, don't brake excessively because the next thing you know, us mechanics will have a lawsuit. <laughs> well, you said not to brake and I hit somebody. <laughs> That's not what we're talking about. But it does vary based upon your driving habits. I mean, we've had brake inspections for some of the GM trucks i think of ford as well yeah and of course we end up saying well you chevy truck people you know how to use your brakes because you don't need brakes and you're at eighty thousand miles had a lady the end the other day wanted a brake check because she's never had brakes replaced One hundred and eleven thousand miles 
and she was fine. She was fine. Yeah. That's she's, a good day. She I still mean, they, has meat. I mean, how many, <laughs> right. When you do that inspection and it's nice and green and we put a little happy face, but that's a conversation because yeah. again, it's peace of mind by way of, well, that's impossible. I, I know I need brakes as my other car mm-hmm. needed brakes at 60,000. And that leads me to the next point. You know, each platform is a little bit different. And, and many of you can agree. You've driven around the Honda and Toyota and it seemed to, about this mileage is when you needed brakes, but then you got into a different vehicle, a truck or what have you, and didn't need, didn't need the brakes as often. Right. So it does have to do with design. Um, we have had, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm not saying that you listening now are that individual, but we have, and, and we'll warranty as good business, but brakes are warranty based upon failure of part people. In fact, all automotive parts, failure of part, not abuse. Right. If you have been abusing your brakes, in other words, you get down to the brace track, and um, we're going to talk about that. Like, why wouldn't my brakes be covered under warranty? How can that happen? They said I had a warranty, but they say now I don't have a warranty. Why is that? Stay tuned, Ranch Nation. Next.
Nash Nation. Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870. Right on. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Uh, of course, if you missed the show live or possibly listening to this on the podcast or replay, and you have a question about your car, and you're in the neighborhood, Desert Car Care Chandler and Dobson, if you're not in the neighborhood, we always tell you we have a great network of small community-minded garages across the country if you're in ohio north dakota florida california chances are we have one of our great friends out there that'll help you out so remember that don't feel bashful you may need a second opinion and that's what we're about we want to get you as much help as we can we're talking about brakes we mentioned any symptom squeak brake pedal fade pulsation vibration when braking get it looked at right away not only of course for safety factor but also, as it relates to your wallet, out of all the systems on your vehicle, your brakes are probably one of those where you have heard the mechanic or automotive technician say, well, if we knew about this months ago, it would have been less expensive. And that, look, as a consumer, we know that really just stinks. Mm-hmm. When you're told, I mean, again, I go back to the doctor. Well, if you told us about that little clunkety in your knee... You know, maybe, right. that, maybe that's not a greatest example, but the whole idea is to be very proactive. And a lot of you, we understand it's like, oh gosh, do I really need this now? I'm going to wait because everything has a cost associated. Yep. Even if you get a peace of mind brake evaluation. And lastly, your brake should be inspected at least every six months, typically during an oil service. You want to have things checked out. Yeah, I do have something else though. Um, I actually had a call the other day where uh, just got the brakes done and they said it was squeaking and they said they noticed a lot of like black dust around the area. Now we know it is brake dust, right? That's a great point. I, I think the it's hard to tell someone at first the brake squeak was causing, was the cause from a worn brake pad, right? Pads are wear down. If you have a European vehicle, brake uh, pad sensor electrical comes up and tells you, hey, get the brakes done. And then when you have to tell somebody with new brake pads that you've got brake dusting causing a squeak, now everyone's confused, right? I will tell you that brake pads can cause brake dusting. That's that black soot, if you will, that you see around the wheel. Now, there's a lot of back and forth about dusting, brake dusting, right? The dust causes this squeak. That's that black sort of dusting you see on the wheel. In my opinion, over years, what we, over the years, uh, we, we've had this conversation in the shop. And it's like, okay, well, I sh- my brakes shouldn't squeak. Well, we'll do it at the garage is we'll start from scratch. If we've had a second visit where we have brand new brakes that are squeaking, we'll just start from scratch. No one deserves a brake squeak after spending several hundred dollars. Or in the case of some of these trucks, if we're doing a full four on, you know, four wheels, and, and the brakes can be 800, 900, you know, Lots of money. So the idea is to pick out the quality up front. Have that discussion. Because again, inferior quality brake pads, brake linings, you're on your own for squeaks. They'll stop. Right. You're on your own. A lot of your used car peddlers that are looking to go cheap will pad slap, which means they're not gonna they're not gonna give the attention the rotor needs and they'll just put pads on it. So you have stopping. And it may take a few months before the squeak or grind comes out. Mm-hmm. And by that point, you've already bought the vehicle. So with brakes, you always want to ask for that quality. What are my options? And certainly a good garage will give you those options because some of you may not be keeping the vehicle long. We respect the, the whole price thing. Now, why 
would someone say, well, your brakes are not covered under warranty? What what qualifies brakes for a non-warranty? And that's a, that's a difficult one. I think a good garage wants to honor their warranty. But remember, parts are covered based upon failure on their own. Now, brakes, they don't. Now, if you have a cracking brake pad, that's covered, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're out abusing brakes, now what is abusing brakes? Well, if you're using the brake system as it were not designed, sorry, you're, you're out on about the quarter mile track and you're really, braking? you're excessively uh, overheating brakes, that may not be covered. Now, again, we're careful because in our garage, we will literally bend over backwards to take care of you because we want a lifelong relationship. But if you are using a passenger car and trailering something like a truck that wasn't designed for that load, well, guess what? You're going to wear your brakes <laughs> prematurely. Mm-hmm. And it could take inside of 10,000 miles. So remember that the brakes have to really be, they'll operate as designed if you're using it as the factory designed the application for the vehicle. And that's key. And I think a good point is as you're exiting your brake work and you're paying for that bill, you want to ask, hey, by the way, we all want to know what our warranty covers and all the good stuff to that, the years and the mileage. But, hey, can I do something to my car where it would void the warranty? That's a great question. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's a great question. In fact, in general, for car repair in general, now a lot of you just want to pay and be on out of there and, and have a happy car and all that good stuff. But that's a vital question to ask. What can I do as a driver to void my warranty? So it's clear. It's clear. It's cut. It's written. It's documented. That is key. Yeah. Now, we have a gal, actually, who drives 2,000 miles a week back and forth to California. Now, she's going to put miles on her car, but she may not be. She's doing a lot of highway driving, right? So I'm, I'm curious as if, um, if she ever got brakes done and needed, you know, said, hey, they're squeaking. But, you know, I've put on about 50,000, 60,000 miles on it within, you know, within a couple weeks or a couple months. I'm sorry. Right. So again, the brakes are sleeping for the most part when you're driving on the freeway. And, and then that would explain mm-hmm. where her wear. Now, if you're a courier, right, you're driving a Ford Fiesta and you work for a courier company, or perhaps you're doing some Amazon action or Lyft driving and you do a lot more stop and go, the stop and go, that's going to, that's going to wear brakes out. But, you know, it would explain in her case, while she's really not braking much right. I and mean, when she needs to brake at high speeds, you need that. So again, I, I guess the big question there is when do I get them checked? Right. right? So again, every six months. Okay. And if you that's normal, right? Or, or six thousand miles, people. And some of you are saying, Well, Frank, I can't do that. I put that many miles in a month. Well, now you're treating your vehicle as a commercial vehicle. Why do trucks have to be checked and weighed and scaled and well, they're commercial. Yeah. It means you're living, that vehicle's making you a living. So you cannot expect that vehicle to sort of be a retail twelve to 15,000 mile a year vehicle. It is your obligation to check it once a month. Yes. You're going to get an oil service done. If you're getting a full synthetic and that's five, 6,000 miles or what have you, you certainly want to pit stop, slow it down, dedicate a half a day to the chariot that makes you money as well as the vehicle that could keep my family safe. Mm-hmm. I like how you said the brakes are sleeping. They are for the most part. I love that. They I've are. I've never heard that before. Mm-hmm. You're, you'll have more 
condition with tires, right? Your tires are not sleeping. Right. Your tires are going to be rehooved like a horse, like a champion <laughs> horse that's out there pedaling, you know, hundreds of miles a day. Think of a horse. That poor horse's hoof is worn. It's the same with your tires. I just want to say regarding any commercial application of brakes or your vehicle without sounding, you know, repetitive here, man, keep my family safe. Get it checked once a month. You Lyft drivers, you Uber drivers. The other thing too is you're going to have a sense of satisfaction knowing, hey, this is my business partner. This is my business partner. And I got to treat my ride like a real business partner. Get it checked. So it's a good show. Good uh, point. Speaking of shows, we're starting to slowly come out of the attic. For Ooh, car shows. Doggy we are. Car shows. Give us an announcement. Yeah. So we actually have, if you guys want to come out and see a car show October 10th at the American Legion, Matthew B. Wan. I just came up with this um, American Legion 35 from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. They're over there on Chan- uh, Chandler Boulevard in the 101. Uh, 200 plus cars is what I'm reading. And the proceeds are going to benefit the soldier's best friend and Operation Shockwave. Operation Shockwave. They're doing great things. Look for those car shows. And hey, if you're tuned in and no matter when and where you found us and you've got a car show, we love highlighting car shows on the show. That's part of the deal. Who doesn't like a good old fashioned car show? (laughs) I love them. Yeah, we all do. It's therapy, man. We need therapy in this 2020 and beyond for sure. Well, I always appreciate you guys. Susie and I are just elated every week, man. Never take you for granted. We appreciate you guys hanging with us. As I tell you every week, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic. Do you feel it? Yes, I feel it. I feel my beloved barrio, my ghetto. Do you feel it? This is the story of where I was born. No man's land. Between 115th Street and 125th. Everyone today is talking about El Barrio or their ghettos, about the hard times they had. Frank here with Wrench Nation. We appreciate you guys tuning in every week to the Wrench Nation Car Talk Show. But did you guys know I'm not basket weaving? I don't do roofing. I actually own Desert Car Care of Chandler. Boy, and I've got a great team down there. If you've got car repair or maintenance needs, I invite you to stop by my garage over a cup of coffee. Maybe you've got that large estimate and you're not sure where to go. Give me a call, 480-726-6400, Desert Car Care of Chandler. Frank here with Wrench Nation. We appreciate you guys tuning in every week to the Wrench Nation Car Talk Show. But did you guys know I'm not basket weaving? I don't do roofing. I actually own Desert Car Care of Chandler. Boy, and I've got a great team down there. If you've got car repair or maintenance needs, I invite you to stop by my garage over a cup of coffee. Maybe you've got that large estimate and you're not sure where to go. Give me a call, 480-726-6400, Desert Car Care of Chandler. Hey, Gilbert friends, when we talk about car repair, car care, getting all of your stuff done on your car, Excellence, integrity, workmanship, those are large words. Well, I got to tell you, a little place on Cooper and Warner in Gilbert, the car shop, you've got to meet Chris Baldrin, the car shop. He is absolutely on top of his game. He's a certified technician, has a certified set of mechanics working for you day in and day out there at the car shop. So if you're out in Gilbert, Warner and Cooper, you've got to visit Chris Baldrin at the car shop, friendly, knowledgeable, eager to take care of you with no funny business. So reach out to the car shop, 480-855-8000, 480-855-8000.
480-855-8000. The Car Shop, Warner off of Cooper. I want you guys to get on wrenchnation.tv. Check out well over 190 shows. There will be a show for you or you or you. There's always something exciting. Next week, we'll be back with you. Uh, of course, the live show, Wednesday, 4 p.m. I'll get on Facebook. Uh, we, we don't do a whole lot of car tips on this show, but you know we are here for you. And if you're local, man, come down. Chandler and Dobson. Don't worry about spending money. We just want to see you. We'll give you a whole, uh, whole COVID little hand bump. That's right. And hopefully we get back to the hugs, <laughs> right? So as I tell you every week, man, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a McKinney.